Welcome to Free Up. This is the podcast that makes life feel lighter. And if you're wanting to live freed up and not fed up, stay connected right here. Pull up your seat. Join us in this place where faith and mental health meet. Whether you're returning here or it's your first time, I hope you find this podcast as a useful resource to elevate your faith and mental health. So stay a while, all of you. Let's get it started in just a moment. Listen, Freed Up friends, I don't know about you, but I'm wondering how we got to June so quickly. It is mid-year, and I'd like to take this opportunity to just do a little glance backwards, a little throwback, so that we can take the time to reflect on all that we've covered together over the course of the last few months on Free Up. You know, we started this year with a theme of investing. We wanted to make good on investing in the relationships that God has put in our life on this year. We started out talking about what to do in making the investment and what principles to use toward that. And then we kind of moved on toward the attachment theory as a means to help us understand more about how our relational patterns started in our lives and how God has equipped us to make changes in those where necessary. We also talked about a lot of the information that's on social media where we have to really pause and go, okay, is this real or not? And so we talked a little bit about this theme around brokenness. And then we rounded out these last six months in talking about beauty and looking at this obsession around external beauty standards and elevating our need to focus on our internal beauty. Well, listen, I've got some snippets. I'm going to play of all of these topics that we've covered. I want you just to hear these and be reminded of just how much work you've put in over these last six months. And I'm excited for the next six months ahead. So let's take a listen to each of these little snippets of our last six months together. I hope they bless you the second time around, just like they have for me. But we are tempted all day long to stay at full throttle, leaving zero margin. All of us have innumerable options for how we will invest ourselves into each and every day. And we need wisdom desperately to know how to be good stewards of our time, our energy, our mental focus, our emotional vitality, and so much more. In this technology and information age we live in, we are saturated. We are basically fire hosed down with unlimited and nonstop content. And simultaneously, we're being offered multiple opportunities from many sources, even good ones, to take on more, to give of ourselves more, to do more, become more, buy more, read more, scroll and swipe more. Now, don't get me wrong. More has its place. You know, even Jesus calls us to more at times. In one instance, he said in his word that the primary goal for believers is to stay connected to the true vine himself so we can bear fruit and not just fruit, but more fruit and then much fruit. And that's a great place for more. But if we're honest with ourselves, 
we're often investing in the more that doesn't lead to fruitfulness. For some, the pursuit of more is about feeling accomplished, successful. More to others is a pathway to gaining acceptance and feeling a sense of belonging. But these types of more generally leave us more depleted, unsatisfied, and wondering why our emotional and mental health is suffering. Let's call it what it is. Sometimes the more is even sabotaging our own growth and healing. Ouch. Listen, we've spent the last year releasing. So let's be discriminate in how we're investing back into this year. You've intentionally moved some things out of the way. So now continue to make space. Remember, that's opening up your time. And give priority focus, which is your attention, to those things that are calling you toward your higher purpose and your healthier self. Now, this is going to look differently for each of us. Totally get that. But know this, wisdom is a necessity for all of us. So what truly needs your time so that you can give it attention? If we are not careful, you know, we as the adults in this society that are responsible for nurturing and developing the next generation of folks, we will, if we're not careful, we will inadvertently be complicit Mm, mm -hmm. in raising hurt individuals that will continue to hurt individuals. Mm. I mean, I just think that that makes our role that much more important. If you are in relationship with children in any shape, form or fashion, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to confirm or deny things that they might have received from childhood from their early caregiving experiences that can change their path, right? And so that that's a big responsibility and it's one that I don't take lightly and I would encourage your listeners, those that interface with children in any shape, form or fashion, just to keep that in mind. Yeah, no, I, that that's a call to action that you just gave us mm-hmm. uh, and heartfelt and received because we know that even though these patterns can develop, these attachment styles can develop, and you said this earlier, is that they don't have to stay that way. We They've been a protection to some sense. They were formed with not necessarily our um, agreement. Like we didn't give permission to say, this is the way that I want to have this relationship. Yeah. And yet we are responsible for making those shifts. The good news is, and this is freed up knows this, we always share the good news, is that change is possible. Our brains have neuroplasticity. We can change. And as we understand and learn first, become self-aware, become reflective and practice that mindfulness, we can um, moving into these these spaces where we have healthier interactions. Can I add one more thing? For sure. Just because I, I know that this your freed up listeners are a certain kind of folk. They are a kind of folk who yearn for connectedness with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so it really puts on my heart to share this part about, you know, if attunement is not what you receive, you are likely less inclined to trust and have faith Mm -hmm. that your needs will be met. When we are in relationship with God, he has perfect attunement to us. He knows what we need at all times. His provision is unmatched, right? 
They can't but see a, me lifting my hands, right? Because <laughs> I am all on this right here. <laughs> but a person's ability to trust and have faith in what God's promises say, it's going to be affected if in this physical realm, they've not had that experience. Mm-hmm. And so I get it. I get that it's hard. It's I get that it's like, well, wait a minute now. Y'all keep talking, spouting off about this good news, but like, I'm really struggling, right? Like, I'm really, you know, trying to figure out how to be in a relationship with people. I'm, I really desire to be partnered um, and all these things. And so if you've not received that attunement, it would make sense to me that it would be difficult for you to receive that perfect attunement that is waiting on you mm-hmm. with the Lord. We got to normalize brokenness, not as a dirty word, but as a place of need. Let me say that again. Brokenness is not weakness. It is a place of need. And we have to also normalize the effects of pain, of sorrow, of grief, of disappointment, discouragement, not as something that only some people feel or as temporary occurrences, but as real life experiences that we all have on this earth. And many of those will wound us, hurt us, and yes, many times break us. We have to speak truthfully and not just positively that this life on earth is not heaven, nor was it intended to be. But the good news is that we can have a fulfilling life and we can learn to accept and grow in and through those painful situations we experience. We get to develop our spiritual muscles and our emotional capacity to live a quality of life that we choose despite our circumstances. We can learn and utilize tools and strategies to support our mental health. And we can be real about who we are and where we are in our process, knowing that our brokenness does not minimize our worth. Say that with me. My brokenness does not minimize my worth. We are enough in God's eyes for him to take that brokenness and turn it around for his purposes and his glory. I want you to remember you are so valued, even if you are broken in some area of your life. At some point, we should all reflect on the effects that this constant cultural sway to prioritize external beauty is having on us personally and evaluate what we truly believe about it and how it's affecting our health, our children's health and social emotional development, our schools, our lives, our right now and our future. And speaking of beliefs, our actions follow our thoughts and our thoughts are continuations of our beliefs. And that's not just the theory of cognitive behavioral therapy. It is consistent with scripture as well. If then this is true, then let's get to the root of how we can push through this external beauty pandemic. Underneath all of the stuff and fluff, however we are showing up as it relates to this topic is based on the reality of what we believe about God, what we believe about ourselves and about others and about this culture. So let me pause here and ask a few questions of you about your beliefs. What do you believe about God, his word to you and about you? what he has said about you and how he made you. 
how he sees you? And then how does this line up with how you see yourself? Or does it? If you're out of alignment with that, in what ways do you need to come back in line? What do you believe about your looks and your appearance? What is largely influencing your beliefs? Is that influence credible and stable? How are others' opinions and views about beauty shaping your thoughts and actions? And then how do we balance taking care of ourselves and looks without pitfalling into the traps the culture has set through its beauty standards? Well, the best way to assess this is to draw into the faith foundation of the Word of God. Well, listen, just having my ear to all of this, I had to just simply say, God, thank you for being so faithful to free it up to each of the listeners and even to me. I'm excited about the next six months ahead. We have an episode coming up next where I'll have a colleague, a social worker who is so committed to education and to the needs of schools and children. And there's a lot happening in the school space. I wanted to bring her on mid-year just to share a little bit about how we can support the work happening in schools. And then we're going to cover this topic of shame. We've got a lot to get into, Freed Up Friends. I hope you'll keep it right here. You know how we do it. Thank you for your support over these last six months and all the years that we've been on the airwaves. We'll see you back here really, really soon. Remember, as always, you do not walk this path alone. I'm walking right alongside you, as well as the rest of the Freed Up Friends. And don't forget, God loves you. I love you and make sure you take care of you.